What doesn't kill us only makes us stronger Stand a little taller Doesn't mean I'm lonely when I'm alone <laughs> Well that of course is the great song stylist Kelly Clarkson And if it's what I said to myself after I inadvertently gave a very prolonged stare to a drunken woman in the see-through top on the F-train Then this must be Dale Radio <laughs> And I of course am your host Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. <laughs> and, uh, oh my, we got a great show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And it has a little very nice outside, about 50 degrees. It's warm here in the Gowanus, some would say unseasonably so. And uh, some people say, well, that might be uh, due to global warming. I like to think locally, and uh, perhaps that's our little Gowani out there. You don't know. There could be fires burning beneath that gelatinous surface and just warming the earth slowly. No snow here. Of course, some people, they're happy with that. They don't mind not having snow, but I like trudging through the snow. And, uh, you know, uh, get, getting warm and uh, wearing boots that you have to rub oils into and that kind of a thing. Anytime I get to rub oil into anything. <laughs> Folks, are seats getting higher? It seems to me, I was uh, recently in a, in a hotel, uh, <laughs> motel, holiday, I was, at the, uh, I was at this place, and you go in there, of course, nice suite that they put me up there, I'm in Pittsburgh, one of our great bleak cities, and uh, I just found that the sink was quite almost up to kind of old, old fella pant level, you know, almost up to the old clavicle there, which is fine, because I needed to do a little chest shaving, but, uh, you know, I feel like at some point it's just going to be a porcelain water box that we stick our head in and just get it wet, but I don't know. The future of sinks, none of us can tell. Uh, it's, of course, a busy time for all of us. Uh, Monday night, uh, a night for podcasting, as we all know, but it's also a kind of a, uh, a freaky in-between time, isn't it? Uh, uh, the night after the Oscars, of course, and a couple of days from now, it'll be Leap Day, which we all get real excited about. Do people, uh, uh, people watch the Oscars here tonight, ladies People watch the Oscars, yeah. Well, I think, I think I speak for all of us when I say that Billy nailed it, didn't he? Because jokes uh, involving blackface and Justin Bieber and men kissing is exactly what we find hilarious in 2012. Just, uh, just spot on. I really just he has his finger on the pulse. That's what I like. But I like getting. What I like to do is like to get dressed up and and watch the show. And sometimes I like to put the. I like them to do a come as you are Oscars, where all the people that are actually there just sweatpants, you know, Cincinnati Bengals jersey, that kind of thing, whatever they're wearing. And then we can all just be. You no, know, we would be in a nice tuxedo or something, and then just watch the people in the sweatpants. And that would be a, a fine night for me, but then I happen to like comfort. <sighs> well, here we are again at the world-famous Brooklyn Lyceum. And uh, there's some hoops and hollers down there, so God knows what's going on in this place. Used to be a, a former... Yeah, there it is. Public bathhouse. They could be the ghosts of the people that drowned. But uh, we're excited that they're here. And we're, of course, uh, looking out. Uh, we're here in the, in the windows of the Avenue uh, Cafe space. Uh, looking out on 4th Avenue with its uh, just unparalleled beauty. <laughs> uh, 
And uh, they have, uh, I gather it's not up and running tonight, but they've started serving pizzas here. So uh, if you needed another reason to come to a former public bathhouse, <laughs> now you can have pizza. Any home uh, pizza enthusiasts out here? Yes, I, I, you know, I used to, I used to make those as Stouffer's uh, toaster oven. Uh, uh, pepperoni pizzas. They're, they're beautifully uh, engineered, I guess, is the word you use to say, but they're just perfectly, by the time the crust burns, the cheese has just started to melt. <laughs> so they got a nice mouth burn followed by the cooling of a frozen block of wheat. Uh, so, anyhow, well, we're excited. The leap day's coming up. Of course, uh, in the uh, uh, Seaver household, it's a big deal. And uh, I'm sure some of you have things that you only do uh, once every four years. <laughs> we don't have to talk about all of them. I bet some of them are a little salacious. But uh, it's, a, it's a great time in the Seaver household. We have cakes that we eat at midnight. And uh, ladies are allowed to wear scarlet trousers. So uh, it's something I look forward to every year. Speaking of uh, awkward trousers, my, uh, my musical guru, Andrew uh, Bacone. How are you, sir? For the listener at home, Andrew's not here. Uh, usually good-looking fellow over there, tall drink of water too, uh, and he plays his little uh, keyboard drum machine. But he's got a, he's got a big uh, show up there at the Museum of Modern Art. I said, you know, we got pizza, <laughs> but uh, we don't even have that. We don't have Andrew. So uh, tonight I'm going to have to uh, uh, introduce you to a, a new musical sensation. I'm, I'm really excited about it. It's a group that I've discovered and really nurtured. Uh, their career. They're making their Brooklyn debut uh, here tonight, and uh, uh, they're going to play my sitting down music, which of course I like to do real nice and slow. So let me just uh, retrieve them here from there. That is a nice bag, too. You see that? It says Brooklyn. I didn't make it. I don't know where you can get it. Don't ask me about it. <laughs> Here we go. And this is, these are the Dale bots. And so, hey there, fellas, you mind playing? <laughs> My guests are happy they're here tonight. Uh, if you mind uh, playing a little sitting down music. show here in the middle of night. Oh yes, yeah, so long. <laughs> That's terrifying in the middle of the night. Ah, uh, well, job well done there. Play all sorts of songs, nice harmony, and uh, just a little erotic. The way your move, aren't they? It's, uh, yeah, we'll turn you over. There you go. Uh, so, uh, anyhow, speaking of erotic, I'm happy to welcome my first guest, ladies and gentlemen, to the program. Uh, he's uh, uh, an avid blogger and a writer and a DJ sometimes, I gather, and a great friend of the Gowanus and a music video historian. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please welcome Stephen Patalo to, to the chair up here. Stephen, how are you? Good, feel, feel free to 
get up on that mic if you need to, bring it up, adjust it, do what you do what you will. Alrighty. <laughs> that was a nice way to do it. Real nice and gentle. Thank you. Now, Stephen, you uh, represent a couple of firsts for me, as I'm sure you do for other people in the world. But you uh, are the first spouse of a previous Dale Radio guest uh, to appear on the program. Of course, your better half is Eva Radke. That is correct. From uh, Film Biz Recycling, a great project over here on the Gowanus. And uh, it's nice that you sent me a nice email. So thanks for sending my wife home drunk and confused. <laughs> <laughs> and so I put a little Google label on that to be with all the other ones just like it that I get. <laughs> it's it's unusual one. Monday night, but uh, thanks. Yeah, well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Now, of the things that I listed, I guess maybe writer's a real job. Uh, is, that, is that how you make your, your, your funding and how you keep Eva happy? Uh, well... <laughs> you don't have to answer how you keep her happy. I realized I let you down now. That's a full-time job, Dale. No, um, actually, I, I, I'm a bit of a factotum. A factotum. As it were. That, that means a person who has uh, many different types of jobs. Oh, terrific. Simultaneously. Um, it, it was actually a, a word uh, that was used for Charles uh, Bukowski. Oh, well, one of our greats. Um, we're talking about keeping ladies happy. <laughs> but uh, mostly uh, being... Something shaped like a beer can. That's what I remember about him. And I don't want to talk to him because I don't like to work blue. I like to wear blue, but I don't like to work blue. But, uh, so, but, you, but you are a, a, a music video historian. That is correct. I've been uh, working on a book uh, for quite a while now about uh, music video directors, um, and the area of time that I, I cover is known as the golden age of music video, which is 1976 to 1993, uh -huh. bookended by, uh, in 76, Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, and in 1993, the Guns N' Roses used Your Illusion trilogy. Oh, yes. One of the great, well, what age do you think we're in now? It's kind of a teen mom age, I'd say, or something. Uh, I, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's much closer to chlamydia, I think, in general. Um, <laughs> well, because when you MTV, can get that in the Gowanus. <laughs> I think if you walk too close to the you know, I bet someday there'll be a, a researcher much like yourself, good-looking, that's looking into the golden age of Kickstarter videos. <laughs> that's probably Quite on the horizon. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, I, I think uh, you make a good point, though. When In the area of time, uh, when MTV came out in 1981, uh, it was a fresh, wonderful, new thing. And, and I, I think about then as opposed to now. Then is much more like... Uh, a high school girlfriend or something. It, it's all brand new. It's all wonderful. That everybody's getting along. Uh, we loved MTV. It was this new thing. It it gave us FM radio on television. And now it's much more like seeing that same high school girlfriend on Tenth Avenue, uh, and she's a cracked out hooker. Um, <laughs> because that's pretty much what MTV is now. It's not even music television anymore. They took <clears throat> music television off the bottom of their logo about two years ago. So the joke kind of writes itself that MTV doesn't stand for anything. Sure, sure. Well, it also sounds like you had a nice high school experience. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at home a lot. Yeah, um, you remember your, your, your first uh, uh, music video? Do I? 
Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. It was late, late at night, and um, it was a television show. I'm not sure if anybody here would remember it from the 1970s called Pink Lady. Yeah. Um, which I was, feel like I remember it. <laughs> it, was, it was two Japanese women um, who, it was a variety show, and they would sing the popular hits of the day, and they were accompanied by comedian Jeff Altman. The great Jeff Altman. Yes, and uh, instead of actual musical guests, they would show clips, and they showed Cheap Trick's Dream Police. And that was 1978, and that's the first music video I think I ever saw. And that really set it off for you, did it? It did. And, uh, well, we had a black and white TV, so I had to sort of dream the dream police on my own, to right. a certain extent. Um, and then you all must sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just got to stay at home and play with the dream police. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, but, of course, like everybody else, everybody else had MTV at their house, and I didn't. So I had to go over to their house uh, until we had cable. Um, and then we got a TV. <laughs> no. Um, uh, <laughs> tough room. <laughs> no, well, once you get to the podcasting audience. <laughs> no, but, uh, but honestly, um, studying, uh, being a music video historian has been fantastic. I've been working on this project for a while. I've interviewed over 60 music video directors from that era, and I've learned a lot about the process and about working in that time. And it, there's similarities between that and, and the age of Roger Corman when it was really cheap, really fast. You had to make videos just how, however you can. And they had every odds were against them, but they all said it was, it was the best time they ever had. All of them said it was, it was great. And it was a time when uh, the record companies weren't all over your back trying to tell you how to do this because people were still figuring out what a music video was, how it worked, which ones worked, which ones didn't. Sure. And some of these guys said that they literally were trying to see what they could get away with and still get hired again. Um, well, I think you're accurately describing these early days of podcasting, <laughs> where just anything goes, and we're figuring it out, too. Uh, I mean, now, Stephen, let me ask you an obvious question, maybe. But uh, what was the music... A video that you lost your virginity to? Uh, body Language by Queen. Very nice. Mine, Billy Ocean, Suddenly. <laughs> I was a there was a lover. video for that? And, yes, there was. And uh, it was uh, accurately titled, too. <laughs> but uh, well, real, uh, you've had some great uh, interviews and things, and they're posted on, on, on the website, Golden Age of Music Video. Yes.com. Interestingly enough, when you were talking earlier about Stouffer's Pizza, yes. and how often do you get to say that? Um, ZZ Top had a string of great videos, uh, Shark Dress Man, Give Me All Your Love, and, and Legs, but some people forget that there was also a single on that album called TV Dinners, and there was a very bizarre video where a guy uh, cooked up some TV dinners and there were aliens coming out of the, uh, <laughs> of the microwave and it was really bad. It was shot on videotape. It was just sort of out of step with the rest of them. And I looked up the director of that, um, this man, Marius Penser, and I found that uh, he had left that sort of time in his life and now, uh, well, not now, but very recently, he was um, on the John Edwards campaign. So, 
he sort of got his, what he deserved for making that horrible, horrible video. It's interesting finding out what, what, what ends up happening to a lot of these sure, guys. Yeah, because you get one gig and you do it, then you have to move on to other things, too. Well, I have a couple of favorite music videos that I wanted to talk to you about, too, if I could. Absolutely. I, you know, some things, they stick with you, of course. I did want to ask you, though, before we get to some of my favorites and their legion. Uh, have you ever, has there been any music videos featuring uh, our little Gowani? No, uh, well, not in, in the not, yet. not in the heyday. Not um, I think it was still acquiring all the chemical material during that era, and it wasn't quite as glowing right. as it is now. Well, I'd like to do one for, for this show where I maybe start out underneath, you know, and then swirl the toxic brew in there, and uh, you know, maybe see some bacteria, you know, swimming around, jumping together, and maybe it starts to coalesce and out of the thing, get onto the land, and then the little things creep, creep, creep up to the, on the banks, and then they more gather, and they start to form, and, and they form my body, nude, holding <laughs> a, a microphone, and then other, maybe other bacteria form a suit around me, and then it's a triumph, maybe there's an angel or harps that also come in front, and then bang, that's it, and it's not alien TV dinners, but I think it could be pretty I, good. It's, it's reminiscent of when doves cry. The Prince video where he's in a bathtub and he rises up out of that. That was the inspiration. But unfortunately, the director of that is now dead. So, well, what's the guy on the Edwards Key still living? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like he's available. Like a little check into the Gingrich campaign. Uh, that's true. Uh, but uh, I, lo I love Newt Taylor. Anyhow, I'm getting distracted. The, uh, 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 okay, well, some of the one of the videos that I love, and I wanted to, but I think that this might be after your golden age. I hope that's okay. I, Absolutely. A couple of the ones that I picked, I realized that they might not fall within your expertise, but I bet you've no doubt been a fan of the thing, so I want to, anyhow, uh, uh, the great classic Ghostbusters yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, video, uh, there's nothing spookier than uh, Ray Parker in a, a jumpsuit <laughs> and neon furniture, and then some celebrity cameos. Something I had forgotten is when they get to the, uh, I ain't afraid of no ghost, or who are you going to call one of the yeah. other things, one of the popular refrains of that song. Well, I actually, I actually talked to uh, uh, someone who, who was there when they were shooting that, and those little cameos of those different people, they literally took a black uh, duvetine curtain around to these people's houses. And <laughs> you have to to get this caliber of talent, because we're talking about Chevy Chase, yes. Danny DeVito, Carly Simon. Carly Simon. Uh, you know, it, it seems like they were John Candy. They, they drove down one street in Brentwood or something <laughs> and got everybody, I guess. Hey. I think some of them should have just said, I ain't afraid of a career. Hey! <laughs> Uh, and, and and the ironic thing is that uh, Dan Aykroyd's still making uh, movies, and he was making he actually <laughs> making what well, he's, he's entitled to do it. Good, good certainly, good certainly. But I, I I think Dale, sometime you should uh, conduct an experiment where you sit down and you watch every Dan Aykroyd oh, movie. That might have to be a Dale Tacular. Yeah, gonna rent out a hall down here and just do it an Aykroyd fest. You'll need a lot of. Well, and of course, we lost one of your greats. I know you're maybe sick of talking about it, but uh, uh, Whitney Houston went on, and uh, she had some great music videos. I think that really defined her uh, career and, and maybe touched many of us. 
too. Uh, but the, the one I was thinking of, what's the, uh, uh, how will I know? Exactly. And you could, you could, that was when you could make a music video with some sheets of plastic, <laughs> some brightly colored paints, yes. and get a couple of fellas in flat, to in flat tops yep. uh, jumping around in turtlenecks. And that, that'd be all you <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Big Bo, that's all you need. It was the third single off of her debut album, and um, the two before that were uh, ballads. And so this was sort of her breakout pop dance number. And they hired Brian Grant, who had made his name for shooting uh, videos of women and had uh, made them all look beautiful. They were Aretha Franklin, etc. And he said that he remembers uh, the moment that he looked through the camera because he always did at least one tight shot of the person singing the song all the way through so you could cut back to it over and over again. And he said she looked up and she smiled and he said his knees just went and he knew that this was somebody that was we were going to hear about for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, but unfortunately, you know, we, we, we lost her and uh, and it's a sad, sad thing. So uh, they know where she is. <laughs> well, so technically, didn't lose her. Oh uh, yeah, pick up the Enquirer. There's yeah. a picture. <laughs> She's still in so, a supermarket somewhere. Uh, but uh, uh, that's uh, that's Matt Houston. <laughs> uh, well, uh, and have, do you think there's any any uh, music uh, that you think hasn't been set to a, a video that should be? <laughs> Is there any song? Well, uh, like I'm just dying to see. Think, boy, that's a missed opportunity. I, I, I've always thought uh, that Don McLean's American Pie should have had a really good video. Um, Better than the Madonna remake. Of it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That was amazing though, wasn't it? Uh, well, no. Um, I actually I don't remember that one. Um, uh, different scenes happening. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, I'm describing a music video. You might not be able to tell. A lot of scenes happen and some music plays. No, but she's in front of a, a thing and like a screen goes by. Maybe some scenes of the American West. I think it's it's uh, high on Western imagery. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think there might be chaps and a mechanical bull involved. Ah, I thought I think that's Don't Tell Me from the music album. But well, I, we agree, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it could maybe you're right. I don't know, but uh, I, I think I know. But <laughs> but so there any other classes? That one would be a good one. Of course, you see the old people drinking the well, you get that right here. Yeah. Drinking right. Actually, oh. um, this uh, this coming weekend, I'm heading down to Memphis for the Memphis uh, Music Video Showcase, and. One of the other uh, guests on the panel is the director, John Small, who directed Aerosmith's and, and Run DMC's remake of Walk This Way. But he had a couple of other great stories, and one of them was that he shot a video for Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam with Full Force for a song called Lost in Emotion. And they shot it up on 114th Street here. And it was they had a, a San Gennaro festival similar to that, not the one that, that you know in Little Italy, but up there. And they went to shoot this, and it's all mobbed up up there, big time. This one stretch of street. Mobbed up. Yeah, and they basically they accused pe people in the crew of, of breaking into the illegal gambling machines that they had in the basement uh, and threatened to break all of their legs. Uh, and it was very close to well, happening. You just have one leg broken. No. Be an inconvenience. <laughs> yes. But 
John was able to talk them out of doing this and saying, like, we, we're still shooting. Why, why would we do this if we're still shooting? Sure. We would want to make a clean getaway, don't right. you think? Why don't you give us, give us, you know, till the end of the day, if you don't find the guys, we'll come back, we'll talk. Anyway, they come in, they say, oh, we did find the guys. And they brought them in. This is a true story. They brought them in, and they broke these two guys' legs right in front of wow. the director and said, that's what happens. So we'll see you next time. And that was it. So it's not all fun and games. No, it's not. Well, you encumber a lot of great hidden histories when it comes to these <laughs> things, don't you? And that's what makes it the golden age. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, that's impressive. I don't think that anything uh, quite as loud happened on uh, Billy Joel's River of Dreams. Uh, <laughs> Although, the, an, an, but another, another example of a guy uh, in, in a river, very similar to your Gowanus idea. Yes. Yes. Oh, so, yes. But it's a little bit strange. I don't exactly understand because, of course, we all know Christy Brinkley had a kind of dream, and that song came out of came out of that, right? Somewhere on Long Island. And then this this uh, this because if you watch the Piano Man, it's very clear. They go into a bar, and he's a Piano Man, and yeah. the guy that John's at the bar, and then the guy's drinking gin, and it's a very straightforward kind of a thing, yes. and no imagination is required. Whereas on the other hand, it's all imagination because it's suddenly. Uh, Billy Joel, it's all sepia tones, and he's with a doo-wop group, maybe the Blind Boys of Alabama or something like that, and, and it's all African-American church scenes, and a, a, a welder with his, his shirt off, and then uh, Christy Brinkley's pigs. Yeah. And now, I don't know, I mean, if that's about divorce, I get it. Sure. I find but if it it's not, I'm just confused. I find it fascinating that you brought up Billy Joel, because interestingly enough, Thank the you. director I was just talking about, John Small, was the drummer for Billy Joel's band, The Hassles. Now, we don't write these things, ladies and gentlemen. It's all spontaneous, isn't it? Unbelievable that you would, you would, you would, pull, well, you would pull that one out. You know? Spend some time with me, and there's a lot of unbelievable things that happen. <laughs> I bet. So when's the book coming out, then? Um, as soon as I sell it. Um, I have an agent who's shopping it around currently. So you're all done? You've gone to, gone to whatever you're at the next level? You're just getting it ready to I, go? It's ready to go. They need to get it. <laughs> I don't know anything about publishing. They just you know, ask me about uh, drummers and bands and music videos that may or may not be related, and I could fudge it. But publishing, yeah, it's 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 a it's a tough it's a tough road. And and what's maybe not so interesting about it is that yes, I'm working. Let's focus on yeah, that. let's focus on that. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm actually working on on more than one book at this moment. I have another one. Uh, it's interviews with different artists um, about their music video life. Um, you know, members of Wang Chung and Berlin and the Go Go's and things like that. So wow. that one uh, it's going to be a little bit more artist friendly. Um, but the big tome of the music video directors one is uh, that's. It's, it's a real bear, so still working on it, um, but you know, we're hopeful to be done soon. But in the meantime, I blog on a regular basis with uh, all these interviews uh, included. And so, you put the music video right in there too, don't you? Yeah, it's lucky. You, know, you can do that kind of thing where you embed stuff and you don't have to you know, pay for it. So just make fantastic. a music video of the book? <laughs> well, maybe an iPad app would be more appropriate. Oh, well, now say. we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> but those are kind of expensive. Well, yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll cross our fingers and, and, and wish good thoughts to you. And again, the, the website is called uh, A Golden Age of Music 
video.com. That is correct, sir. There's no easy way to remember that other than just spell out the whole, the whole thing. That's Thanks. great. But I, I did want to tell you that uh, yes. over at Film Biz Recycling, um, we're starting a new, a new little program called Film Biz 5, um, where I will be interviewing uh, an actor or a director in the New York area. Five questions um, that have been called from the Film Biz fans, and um, we're going to start shooting that very soon. Great. Well, as long as it's not on Monday nights. <laughs> You'll cut into all these people who are trying to get in here. Well, that's terrific, and uh, I wish you the best of luck with that. Tell me I say hello. Stephen, thank Certainly. you for being here. Thank you, Dale. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you very much. That's, uh, that's terrific. Oh, now this, you know, this is a new suit. It gets a little warm on the seat region. <laughs> Something I discovered while talking to Mary Lou Mesker from the Marshall Show. And I stood up and thought, I can't possibly turn around at this moment. But anyhow, <laughs> I like to give you a little insight into how it's going. Uh, up here for me, well, normally they play a little music, but uh, they're asleep. Uh, <laughs> dreaming of their own. Harmony thoughts. No doubt coming up with great songs and music. They should have a music video, though, don't you think? It'd be real nice for them. Think about it. All right. Well, how about this? How about we bring up our next guest? She's a dear friend of the program, and we've known each other a little, a little while, so it'll be fun to talk. And, of course, she's the creator of a couple of music videos. Uh, no doubt you've seen uh, The Jitney's Just a Fucking Bus. Usually don't say those kind of words, but we'll make an exception because that's the right word. And uh, Sky Mall Kitty, so we'll talk about those. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the chair Nina Cajadorian. It's just that it's sticky from the tape on this thing. I, uh, anyhow, enough about me. How are you? I'm good. Good, yeah. good. Well, uh, and of course, you you live right down here. You make your work. You've uh, invested heavily in the Gouache. It's true. And it's, it's resident it's, through and through. My goodness. And what do you love most about it? Not the smell in summer. Um, August is a nice time to be away. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the concept of living near a body of water is really nice. Oh, well, it is appealing, isn't it? <laughs> it you is. kind of have to enter a dream state. When you're it's true. Squints here. a lot and imagine it as the, you know, the Venice of Brooklyn. That's right. Well, speaking of that, now I brought this up a little while uh, yeah. uh, many episodes back, and I gave you credit. I want you to know that. But we had talked at some point, probably over some kind of plantains or something like that, uh, about uh, the idea of having gondolas up here. Yeah. But they wouldn't be called gondolas, they'd be called... Gowandolas. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a brilliant idea, and I just hope you get that business off the Thank ground. Thank you. Well, it's actually my husband's idea, so we should credit well, him. Well, you, you know. We brainstormed a little together about it. Partial credit. I'd like to help you out however I can. So Thank I'll you. bring I'll, it up I'll many times know. on the program. And uh, <laughs> I just, that's a beautiful vision, isn't it? Going down there. Right, glass bottom boats would be good. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> at this point they would dissolve to hit that right. water. But, black you know. mayonnaise, that's yeah. what they call it. Oh. <laughs> they have a video cutting through plastic. Oh. I'm going to have to engineer something for the camera when I put it down there to shoot my music video. Yeah, I think that's smart. We've got to figure it out. Yeah. But speaking of music videos now, I want to talk about this because you do so many different things and all of them tickle me in different ways, Nina. I want you to know <laughs> that. And uh, I mean, we'll talk about some of your visual art projects, but let's talk about the jitney is just a 
Uh, fucking buzz. buzz, yeah, uh, and that's of course the Hampton Jimmy is what you're talking yes, about is. there, and uh, the video, if you haven't got a chance to see it, go on YouTube and you can just put that in and you'll, <laughs> boy, you'll find there it right away. There won't be many others, There's not <laughs> I many. promise you. And it, it features yourself and probably some other musicians, but mostly you as the, as the solo, and uh, it's a kind of a mashup of what, Joni Mitchell and uh, Megadeth or something, Yes, I that's think. about right. So the Megadeth parts really surprise you, and they're really shocking. So if you're watching at the office, don't turn the volume way up. <laughs> don't watch at the office, <laughs> actually. It might be not safe for work, as we say. But And what led you to make that? A little gem of a viral video? <laughs> you know, um, I grew up in California. Maybe maybe the best way to tell the story would be to sort of recite the first verse of the song. Oh, can yes, I do please. Do I realize okay. not everybody has I seen it, and here this. I am assuming, and that always makes it I'll of try to do it. I'll try to do sort of a dramatic reading of the oh, first wonderful. verse of the Jimmy right. video. Okay, so, um, I grew up in California. I thought I had it pretty well, but when I moved to New York City, I saw my childhood had been hell. There were redwoods, there were coastlines, there was sun and there was skiing. There were cable cars and Vespas and ultimate frisbeeing. Oh sure, there was Lake Tahoe, Big Sur and Yosemite, but I never saw the Hamptons and I never rode the Jitney. So, you know, that's the thing. <laughs> I moved down. <laughs> I mean, that's just because the scene for what happens. I sound so bitter. Jeez, I took myself by surprise there. But I moved out here, what, 16 years ago now, and kept hearing about this thing called the Jitney, the Jitney, the Jitney this, the Jitney that. This. I took the Jitney, blah, 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 and I kept picturing this amazing thing. Right, I didn't know really what it was. Of some kind. Yeah, like <laughs> a beautiful thing, like gleaming, you know. And then maybe three summers ago, it took me that long to get an invitation to go out to mm -hmm. the Hamptons to visit anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I had to take this thing called the Jitney, and I realized it's a luxury coach. It's a fucking bus. So, you know, that was disillusioning. I mean, they served snacks and things, but it was pretty, I don't know. I mean, it was a bus. It was a, a bus. bus. It's a bus. So I had to write this kind of coming of age, West Coast person moves East to the East Coast and finally understands. And uh, yeah, with the help of a friend who lives out there part time, he helped me shoot this music video, um, mostly on the beaches of Southampton as I was dancing around like a hippie. And, uh, it's really quite something. <laughs> Other things happen. <laughs> I mean, check this thing out. I like hippies on beaches, too. <laughs> but I, I didn't know I had that in me, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's it. And then the other one, of course, is, uh, it, it, and I've been doing a lot of traveling, as, as I said, and a lot of the listeners will know. But uh, uh, you, you've been traveling. Do you travel all over the I travel place, a lot, yeah. And one of the things, the other one, Sky Mall Kitties, of course, is uh, cats that are featured in the Sky Mall catalog. Yeah, the Sky Mall catalog has become like a like a like my strange OCD travel habit. Like I have to sit down and look at the whole thing a page at a time and visit all the important pictures. So I have to say hi to the garden zombie and the guy who's fallen asleep on that blue pillow thing and the lady like popping up out of the hatch, you know, in her attic. And what else do I really love? Oh, the lady covering objects in her garden with hollow rocks, which always looks like there's been a murder. And um, there's so many favorites. I don't know where to, to even end. But you notice when the new things come online, then don't you? I do, I do. And, and it's very distressing if they ever take anything away. It's favorite pictures that have must remain. But I did notice there are a lot of products for pets and a lot of products for sort of sad dogs that need ramps to get up on the bed and, you know. And a lot of cats that have a sort of slightly like 
more superior snooty attitude about exactly. the products they get to be featured in. So I just decided on a long flight one day, um, I had five hours, I guess I was flying to the other coast. I, I was gonna just there and then like write a song about the Sky Mall kitties. So that's how it started. You must be fun to sit next to. <laughs> well, you know, you say this in jest, but um, but Sky Mall Kitties, although it was really kind of made just for fun and as a music video and something to throw up on YouTube and see what happened, it did lead to a much more sort of serious, I guess, art project now, which I've been working on for the last two years, which is made entirely in flight. And is this the thing that takes place in the restroom? Well, in part. It's t some things have taken place in the restroom. All right. Well, yeah, now yeah. You, you went our appetite. The rule is, I, I have to make stuff using what I find, and I'm only allowed to use my phone. And who gives you that rule? Me. Okay. Me make rules. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just started out of point of necessity, because I thought of this whole idea sitting in my seat, and I thought, I was, I was flying to Atlanta in March 2010, and I thought, why don't I do something with this time in front of me, instead of just right. pretending it's kind of junk time, or time that you, know, you couldn't do something with, like, why don't I try to be just furiously, maniacally creative, and I'll sort of pretend this is my studio right now, and make, you know, in some kind of grandiose way almost. And so, so the, that was sort of the thought, and all I had with me was my phone and, and whatever was around me. So all these improvisations started of taking out the in-flight magazine and crumbling up the pretzels in the little bag and then sprinkling them on the in-flight magazine to create pretzel landslides or um, uh, meteor showers or, I mean, it's been everything from gum to sugar to pretzels to um, on a very long flight last year to New Zealand when I had 14 hours nonstop on the Goodness plane, gracious. I started sneaking into the bathroom and using a lot of the, the tissue paper seat covers and the paper towels to become, to turn myself into Dutch paintings. Yes. And that became a whole series of images called Lavatory Self-Portraits in the Flemish Style. So. <laughs> An accurate title. And they're, they're good looking too. Well, they really are. And you take those with, the, with just the They're iPhone. all done with the phone, like, you know, looking at myself with, with hand outreached um, as far as I can put my phone away from me and then taking a million shots so that one of them turns out. It's like your Flemish uh, stewardess's Facebook. Yeah. Or profile. Yes, photos. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. right. Very bizarre. It's, uh, you know, and I actually, I even shot a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so far, I haven't gotten caught. And I actually shot a music video. In wait, wait, wait. You haven't gotten caught, but you're doing things on the table when making sugar piles. That's true. You that's gotta, true. You, you yeah. Got to get some odd looks. Yeah, I get, a, I get some odd looks. Fly both fly both seats there. You have to do that now. Well, no, you I just... You insist on that I, when you fly. <laughs> no, I think part of the challenge is sort of getting up the nerve to, uh, to do this, even though I know that my seatmate must be thinking something, you know. And, and, uh, but yeah, they I, are. Yeah. They're thinking something. They're thinking something. <laughs> but, you know, one reason for doing it on my phone is that I just, I hope I just kind of look like a bored lady, and they just kind of don't ask me any questions. Because I don't right. look like I'm making art, that's for sure. Right. It, it looks like I'm wasting time. It's like, uh, it's my alibi. these sugar crystals. <laughs> they tear this magazine. <laughs> but I'm I, shy sometimes about just tearing the corner and putting my gum in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got over that. You're eager. Well, uh, it's, that's a, it, that kind of touches on some of the, the great humor that you bring to a lot of the projects that you do, and, and that's what I meant about tickling me. And uh, I encourage you to keep tickling me. But uh, you, you had a project, I just want to talk about a couple of them, because some people might not be familiar uh, with it. Uh, 
but there's one where you kind of track the genealogy of uh, grocery store mm -hmm. brand characters. Yes. And mm -hmm. so uh, it looks to me like the uh, Quaker Oat fella had a bit of a thing with Aunt Jemima. And yeah. Her, they, and uh, Mama Celeste. And Mama Celeste. That's the scandalous Giving birth to Chef Boyardee. Is that and the, the cream of wheat chef. And the cream of the week. Yeah. We're half brothers in They're my half scheme. Brothers. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing because it's just a whole map of all the characters. And who's the Adam and Eve of that? You know, it, it's a it's a huge family tree. It's it's called the genealogy of the supermarket, and it's it's probably thirty feet wide and ten feet tall at this point. I add to it all the time. And um, as new characters come on. Yeah, on. yeah. And every time I exhibit it, I have to include regional food feed people from wherever it is I'm showing the piece. But there's no sort of one couple that are, that are the progenitors. There's sort of many different. Um, maybe eight different families on that top rung, or couples on that top rung, that intermarry and sort of, you know, weave in and out of each other's families. And the Jolly Green Giant is... He is marries there. the, um, let's see, Jolly Green Giant marries the Argo Cornstarch Indian Maiden, mm -hmm. and they have the Land of Lakes, you know, Indian yeah. Maiden as their daughter. You do that daughter. with her knees, and you cut yeah, out her knees, and that's a lot of fun. I bet you have too. <laughs> <laughs> and she marries the Jolly Green, no, wait a minute, no, that's her dad, sorry. I do get that the song mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember who she marries. Well, uh, yeah. she's still available. <laughs> <laughs> so that, and you're firing up the talking popcorn machine again? You I am, I am. That's been this week's big deadline. I, um, many years ago, uh, made a project called Talking Popcorn, which involved a, a full-size popcorn machine, which has been uh, rigged up to a computer that has a Morse code translation program. So when the popcorn pops, it's understood to be Morse code as if it's talking, and then this machine speaks out the results. But there was a, I made this piece in 2001, but then there was a terrible thing that happened in 2008 when it was in a show in Houston. Um, it self-immolated and just destroyed itself. It, it blew itself up. And, and I know... The McCain supporter was. Current events. The cool thing was that the computer actually survived the fire, so I know what its last words were before it blew oh up. My gosh. But they're unpronounceable. Well, they're in Popcornese, which, you know, I only speak like a little bit of, so uh -huh. it's this sort of crazy gibberish, but I do have a record of what it said. And now this week, it has begun to speak again, oh which has been goodness. very exciting. It's back like from the Phoenix. dead. Like a Phoenix. Yeah, really. That's beautiful. So, but you had bronze the first words, right? I bronzed its first words, in part because, you know, while I was working on the popcorn machine, it began calling me mom, mm. which, you know, I, I, I'm sure I imagined, but um, maybe not. I mean, you know, it might have called me mom. But so I'm feeling sort of fond of it. I bronzed the first kernels that it ever spoke, which was the word we, which is dot, dash, dash, dot in Morse code. Four kernels oh equal the word we. That's a beautiful, you know what? Uh, my niece Katrina has a little baby that I, I'm now legal guardian of, despite my better wishes. And uh, Baby Pepsi is her name, due to an unfortunate uh, mishearing of what I was asking for at the, at the hospital. But uh, today she, she, has little, she has a little baby doll that, that was given to her. Not, not a good-looking doll, but she had got a little doll. And, uh, uh, she, she named it today for the first time. It's very sweet, but she named it Baby Pizza. Oh, so now Baby Pepsi has Baby, baby Pizza. pizza. And uh, we couldn't be prouder, though we are concerned about her blood sugar <laughs> and high levels yeah. and yeah. how she goes about things. But maybe we'll find a DVD or something to put in and get her on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> Not something I asked for, you understand. 
But uh, well, that's it. Sounds like you just get so so wonderfully involved with your with your projects, and you take them on. They all become yeah. an extension of your shelf, and that's. Uh, that's true. It's that's my own weird family tree, I suppose. That's being written and added to all the time. It so, is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. And you have, but you also you also curate and you also that's my day uh, job. Yeah, I work part time. And you got a show called Day Job that's touring the country. That's right. Yep. yep. And uh, that you curate. You're part of the Drawing Center, is mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, I was on a, a lovely hard hat tour at the Drawing Center, one of these great venerable alternative spaces and, and artist spaces, the artist-run spaces in New York City down there in Soho. And they were kind enough to open it up because I was thinking, well, maybe I'll do a podcast in here. Can I see what's going on? You know, I asked them to do it, and they did. And I didn't have to give them any money, so it was good for me. But uh, I gave it a hard hat tour, and uh -huh. I could see they put you now in the basement, in yeah. the windowless hallway. So you've got to be excited about it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna look nice when it's done. It's gonna but, be. But my what do you run room. there? You do the artist registry. I spend 20, 20 hours a week um, working for the drawing center, doing a combination of reviewing submissions for people who want to be part of this program called the Viewing Program, which is our emerging artist program, and then a lot of my week is also spent meeting with artists who bring in their work to show me. So I do about two hundred and fifty of those meetings a year with people. Just wow, looking at their stuff, yeah, and talking to them about their stuff. Sweet, but it must also be just always keeping you up to date about what's happening that. out there. It does, too, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a taking of the pulse kind of constantly, at least within this one medium, you know, which the Drawing Center views drawing rather broadly, so I do look at stuff that is not just marks on pieces of paper. Right, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> that is dead. Well, uh, <laughs> But, uh, and of course, you also had the, the great uh, bird car alarm piece, which you're probably sick of talking about, but I uh, looked that up online, where you, you altered some cars to have, I, you I, found uh, birds that sounded exactly like car alarms. There's some kind of a, some kind of repository of bird noises yes. upstate somewhere. Yes, there's a great library at Cornell called the Macaulay Library of Natural Sound, where they have a huge archive of bird sounds. And so I, I re-edited the standard six-tone car alarm to only use bird sounds that really kind of are very confusingly in between alarms and birds. So when you hear this thing coming out of a car, you kind of can't quite figure out what the hell is going on. And, and it was inspired by actually sort of the reverse situation where I was uh, in Trinidad on a residency many years ago and I heard a bird there that I thought was an alarm, a car alarm. And I heard this bird in a very remote place where there were no roads and no car alarms and nothing mm -hmm. like that. So the misunderstanding kind of grew into this piece. You throw a rock at it or something? I just, <laughs> I'm like, no, I wasn't harassing the bird. No, I'm just I mean, standing there listening. Shut up. Why don't you ever pay attention to where you park? <laughs> well, uh, and, uh, but you spend now part of your time uh, during the year, you spend on a Finnish yes. uh, island of some kind. Yes. Is that right? that my mother is archipelago. From, archipelago. In Thank the Finnish you. archipelago. My mother is from Finland, and so I've grown up spending summers on this little island there. But it's become a place where I've kind of on and off also made a bunch of artworks and projects. And is it a lot like the Gowanus, only nicer well. and longer? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, if one really squints, there's glints on a body of water. Yeah, I guess yeah, you could say that yeah. part's similar. Yeah. But inspiring in a similar way. Yeah, di <laughs> yes, um, differently inspiring, but inspiring nonetheless. That's terrific. And how, how long do you spend there? A couple of months? You know, as a kid, we would go for three months. It was great. Well, we just decamped and went kid. there. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot of time on planes getting there from California. I'll say, I'll say that. A um, lot of time probably moving some pretzels around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the early days of seat assignment probably began there. Um, and we uh, progress. We progress very slowly. Yes, we do. To, we to do. Process these things, don't we? Indeed. So. You should right come to now. Finland sometime. <laughs> you, should, you should come to Finland sometime. I would love to do yeah. that. Do I think, think you'd enjoy well the tradition of the, of the sauna very much. The tradition of the sauna, yeah. sure. Yeah. Is it more complicated than the sauna that you could get here? Oh, uh, no, it's the same idea, but, you know, it's in people go communally and it's in oh, Finland like and that. on the lakeside. No, I've been to a number yeah. of uh, uh, baths. Some mm -hmm. public, some private, mm -hmm. and uh, clothing has been optional in my, right. in my life. People and are very comfortable with that there. I enjoy the hot plunge and the cold plunge. <laughs> Have you been beaten with birch branches? Because no, that's but I great. hope to be. Yeah, <laughs> you got to come to Finland. I'll beat you myself. How about that? Is that what the tourism slogan is? <laughs> you probably should be. Yeah, that's great. There's nothing well, better. Really. No, you're doing a good mm -hmm. job selling it. And, uh, <laughs> What do you have anything coming up you want to talk about? Um, well, Talking Popcorn at the end of the month has to be in Baltimore speaking. So where's that going to be at the museum? No, at the uh, University of Baltimore Maryland College Gallery. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and then in mid-April, I have a solo show in San Francisco of the Seed Assignment Project at Catherine Clark Gallery. So we're really working hard right now to get that done. Um, and then the sort of longer-term project, I guess, that's on right now is that I got this weird commission to make a permanent piece for the U.S. government on a border crossing between oh, the U.S. Yes. And, and Canada. And that has been a difficult and tricky project because what I've discovered rather quickly is that they don't really like very funny projects on national borders. So, you know, I don't know why they ask me because there are a lot of things that, uh, that I, I like to traffic in, uh, in humor and the odd, I guess. But... But I think we finally Where's have an idea. At a specific point? Yes, it's, it's a tiny town called Van Buren, which is about 2,000 people large. It's really small. On the, on the, a great president. Yes, it is, yeah. in fact. Um, it's an east-west border. So it's the, um, the St. John River is actually the dividing, uh, mm. the dividing line. St. Lawrence River? Goodness, I'm bungling my geography here. But um, St. John River. And on the other side is a town called St. Lawrence. That's what it is. Uh -huh. So... Um, so what I've proposed to them, and the idea they have finally said yes to after four no's um, to other ideas, was to make a very, very, very large uh, bronze statue. I've never gotten to make anything out of bronze. It sounds so important. Other than the popcorn. Other than the little tiny popcorn right. kernels. True, true. Right. Um, but I'm taking every single thing that is part of Maine's official list of emblems. And they have a lot, like way more than you would think. So it's not just blueberries and a moose and, you know, that Maine coon cats. Saying. But there are, like, the state fossils. Is it raccoon hats? Oh, no, coon cat. Coon oh, cats. Oh, yes, coon coon cats would be good, too. Coon cat. The main coon cat. What is that, skunk? <laughs> it's a big puppy cat with pointy ears. Huge. Big. Yeah. Almost scary-sized. Um, but there's also, like, a state fossil, and there's a state soil, and there's a state uh, treat, and a state soft drink, and a state... I mean, it goes on and on and on, like, to a, an absurd degree. So all I of these things... Lobbying. <laughs> that's what happens. Lobbying, yes, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, so a bronze statue to lobbying. <laughs> that's the American way, <laughs> I would say, right? Take that, right Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the U.S. <laughs> got a bronze uh. Rice Krispie treat for you. <laughs> <laughs>
Happy right. crossings. Yeah. Looks better from your side. <laughs> it's more meaningful than I ever realized. Wow, that's that terrific. Way. But so everything exists in this one sculpture. So you see this, you see this life-size moose, and it's got ten chickadees sitting on the antlers because chickadees are the state bird. It's got coon cats on its back. It's got moxie pies all around the bottom. Blueberry pies. It's totally over the top. It's absurd. It's overdetermined. And um, and I kind of had the final realization that if I kind of couldn't beat the nationalist fervor of this site, I had to just basically go whole hog in that direction. So I hope it just topples over into um, sort of um, humor and good humor, I hope. I'm not making fun of anyone, really, but no one but ourselves. <laughs> right, really. right. Tell so. it to the community board. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, when does that go up? When do you get that um, done? I should be, uh, God willing, I should be casting this thing this summer. And then it should be... Do that in New Jersey? Where are you going to get it? It's going to be done in Queens at this oh, foundry there called Modern Art Foundry. And it's I'm working thing. with a main sculptor who is really good at doing these animal forms. He's actually really the, the hands-on guy. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of almost art directing this whole thing more than making it myself. And, um, and then it gets installed next spring. So. That's true. You go up there, you have some kind of event? There will be some kind of event. Terrific. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's moving well, I forward. like that. We got a lot of, lot of good listeners up in Canada, so uh, I'll be sure <laughs> to let them know about yeah, it. Just, yeah. <laughs> this podcast. Yeah. And uh, of course, the people in this room will head up there. We'll do a back <laughs> Yeah, back you're all welcome. There's Bring mosquito kind of... repellent. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's terrific, Nina. Thank you for being here. Thank I really you. enjoyed fun. it. Ladies and gentlemen, Nina Casagori. Thanks. <laughs> this season possible and my thanks go out to all of them including the folks behind a season four take on the theme song originally composed by steve o'reilly at engine sound this version is arranged by lisa mesacapa and john finkbeiner performed by lisa mesacapa and vj anderson recorded mixed and mastered by john finkbeiner at new improved recording in oakland california thanks also to the following generous good-looking and fun at parties, friends of the program. Cole Akers, Miranda Banks, Rachel Bear, Stefan Bodeker, Hannah Bowes, The Brain Flutter Foundation, Melissa Broder, Adam Bronstein, Justin Carroll, Tom Carroll, Amy Chang, John Charles, Tanisha Christie, Rachel Turner, Pamela Clapp, Julie Cummings, Amanda Duarte, Emily Elson, Dan Engber, Alex Estrovis, Sidney Erickson Feinstein, Lauren Fitzgerald, Aaron Gabbard, Tanya Glanz, Jay Harlow, Betty Jo Hallett. My goodness, this is a lot 
of Bill. Thank you very This is outstanding. Meredith Hudson, Melissa Yeager Miller, Steve Lambert, Daniel Lee, Maura Madden, Shauna McGarry, Michelle Megan, George Nocktree, Peter Nocktree, Susan Newberry, Aaron Nichols, Steve O'Reilly, Ann Philbin, Elizabeth Eva Rossoff, Gabe Roth, Rebecca Rothbaum, Trinidad Ruiz, Jacqueline Skagg, Shannon Stratton, Joel Tompkins, Karen Weber, Gabe Weiser, Will K. Wilkins, Brian Ye, and 10 anonymous friends. Thank you all very much.